0: Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace Show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan.
1: We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you.
0: We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now.
1: Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with my friend, Sean Bowles. Sean, who do we have on ETM today?
0: You know, we always have incredible guests, but I'm really excited about Chad Howley, who's with us, because he has an incredible story of physical healing. And it wasn't just a healing of a major disease that happened in his life, but it was a healing because God had purpose on his life. His name is Chad Howley, and he comes from a pharmaceutical representative background. Mm -hmm. He has a master's in business, so he understands the business world really well. And this purpose that he went into because... He had a healing. He went into his life purpose. All is about tech and connecting people together through an app that he's formed. He's so excited you're gonna love his story. He's up next. I had a word that the next great move of God's spirit, like a Jesus people movement is gonna happen in the workplace, in the marketplace, and we need to hear God right now. You know, when you're working your career, your place of influence, your job, and you're wanting as a Christian a God result, there has to be a God process to get to that result, and we have to hear God. My friend Bob Hass and I wrote a book just for you to teach you how to hear God's voice in the season of your life, to help you in your place of career, and your place of business. So there's no disconnection between who you are at church, who you are in your family, and who you are in your career, but it all works together beautifully in And I believe that this book is a key book for now to help you understand what God's doing. So I want to encourage you to get this book wired to hear. And if you get it during this month, you'll get the masterclass where Bob and I taught on just the themes of the book and help bring it home, help give you some assignments and some impartation that's going to bring it right into your very life. So I want to encourage you to get wired to hear now and get our brand new masterclass free when you buy the book from boldministries.com.
1: Well, welcome back. We're here with Chad. Chad, so good to have
0: you.
2: Great to be here. Thanks so much for the invitation. I'm excited to share what God has done and be with both of you today.
0: Yeah, I just think our audience is going to eat up your story because not only is there a healing journey in it, but there's also a the healing journey with the catalyst for what you've just launched. And I know that I've just recently been on the, the Nexus app. I'm kind of giving away some of the stuff that you do ahead of time, but I've just recently been on the Nexus app. And I just I love the thought. I remember trying to hire somebody, Bob from LinkedIn. And so we tried to hire a video editor and the, the types of people at LinkedIn tried to relate us to. And we had one lady who was a Satanist who told us, well, <laughs> I was only interested because I need a job, but you better not ask me to do Christian things because that's against the law. And I'm like, um, let me give you the law. And I literally had to cut and paste law so we could hire as a ministry people who have our same thoughts and feelings. I'm like, how did LinkedIn give us these kinds of people, you know, who are like, they have this bad background, because you can't find a commonality online as a Christian unless you go someplace where there's common people. And a lot of these general networking devices and apps just don't have that. So I thought it was really interesting when we first met just because I had just come out of the hiring phase and tried to use LinkedIn for the first time. And I was like, thank God. I know that apps are new. And it's going to take a while to season that way. But thank God that you're providing something for people to meet each other. And people have had this incredible experience, but thank God it was also birthed out of an encounter with God, because I think that that brings the momentum of heaven on it versus just big tech. We're going to meet a need. We're going to try and fill a space. You guys are doing something that really has to me something about, you know, God's God's presence on it. So let's go backwards though. And start to talk about, because you and I, when we first met, you started to tell me about the journey you had been in with cancer. And this is huge. Let's talk about that.
2: Yeah. I, the story is more important than what I'm actually doing because the story set me up mm. and it was a God set up. And so I had been in the pharmaceutical industry for over 20 years, uh, sales, marketing, management, training. I was the national sales trainer for the second largest pharmaceutical company in the world. Wow. And, uh, I, I, to the point where I was even kind of bored and I dabbled in other in entrepreneur type businesses just to keep my creative energies at full capacity. And so I was cruising along for about 20 years and then I got a diagnosis of cancer. I've been married 20 years, four awesome kids. And when I first got the diagnosis, I, you always remember where you are when you get that phone call. Mm-hmm. And so I remember those moments, their emotional moments, you know, when you do deliverance, all that kind of prayer, you remember the trauma associated with those types of things. And yet, so I went through one surgery, I went through two surgeries, and I'm fast forwarding through a lot. But when I got to the after the end of the second surgery, the doctor said to me, Chad, in 30 days from now, we're going to do a test. And that's going to be critical. If we find that cancer is already spread, it's not good. And so I just assumed, you know, as a faith-believing man of God, this mm. was going to come through. I've prayed for people for these types of things. I've seen really cool things happen. So the phone call comes 30 days later, and the doctor tries a small talk. And I just said, doctor, just get to the point. He says, Chad, I'm sorry, but it's already spread. And when when I got that news, you know, I, I up until that point I had that peace that passed all understanding that the Bible talks about. But yeah. that moment, I lost it. I didn't, I didn't have wow. peace anymore. Because now it's like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna die? What is going on here? And I'm like, first thought was I haven't fulfilled what God's called me to do yet. And I went to a deep depression. I will not proclaim that I was a strong, faithful guy. I went for a couple of days. I just laid on my floor in my bedroom trying to figure out what I can do for my wife and my kids. And and so I went before the Lord, and I asked him one question. And that question was, Lord, why did you create me? Mm. And I waited. Wow. And an answer came that I thought was from heaven. Now I look back, I know it was, but at the time I, w- I thought it was from heaven, wasn't sure. And the idea was that I was going to create a Christian-based social network that was going to organize Christians into society to fulfill God's purposes, and we were going to organize by the Seven Mountains of Influence. Quite an idea, right? And so, I did. Take- you're,
0: you're dying of cancer, and this idea comes up. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> intense. Like you're you literally have a death sentence. You have a young family. You have your wife. And you get this incredible idea and somehow that motivated you. Like what, what, tell us about that idea. Like how did that change things? So
2: at that time, my mind was thinking about death, but once I got this idea, I changed to use in my creativity. I'm a very creative person. That's how I was able to have some success in business. And I actually went on my computer again, I'm a pharmaceutical guy, but I'm not a tech person. Well, I wasn't then. And I (laughs) went on my computer and I made a movie trailer about my future with this idea in mind, I made a script, I did voiceover, I did editing animations, and I just made this 90 second video. And I submitted it to my inner circle of people. And I said, agree with me that I'm going to live and not die. And I'm going to fulfill this purpose. Wow. And that's what catapulted everything else in life for me.
1: Chad, talk to us about your inner circle of people. Uh, and you know so many times we hear people say i don't have friends i don't have mentors i don't i don't have people in my life that can speak into my life and i need all this stuff and right off the bat like i i'm hearing your story and it sounds like you have a strong group of people around you that are that are speaking into you and believing for you talk to us about that process
2: yeah i i think having that core group of people that truly have your best interest in mind versus partial interest. And it's probably not going to be a lot of people, right? It's going to be a small, it's just me, a small group of people. And at that time, you know, I throw out the word seven mountains, but you know, I learned seven mountains from Lance Walnow. Mm-hmm. And at that time still today, we've become, we were friends. We were friends with Lance and Annabelle Wallnau, uh to the point where uh, my daughter lived in their house for a year and and helped serve them. And my inner circle included them. So I actually, this is like, Four years ago, I sent this video to them and I met with him and I shared with him in Washington, wow. D.C. at the Trump Hotel. And I remember <laughs> walking down the hallway and talking about this video that I'm telling you about with Lance now walking to another meeting. He's a busy guy. You know, he's like, hey, hey good meeting, Yeah, you know, good. And he's probably like, what is going on here? <laughs> so and he's thinking, I remember him telling me, he goes, oh, this is a good idea. It's a good idea. But man, we, we got to focus on your health. Yeah. My health was tied to the idea. And I knew if if this was truly God's idea and this is why I was going to live, then he I could hold him accountable, God accountable for keeping me alive because I had yet to fulfill it. And that's why it was so important to have the video and have faith minded people who believed in purpose surrounded me.
0: Yeah, I think of your own family because I know you're such a family man with your kids. I met your daughter, do- your oldest daughter. And I think of them and I, I asked her, what were you going through when your dad was going through cancer? And it was just so interesting that they were all, they were rallying around you and belief. it was like that time of depression that you had. Like she was saying, I just knew he was going to live. Like she just knew in her heart, which is so profound that your kids, some are little, some are, you know, older. But um, talk about, or at the time, talk about like when you went into that journey, because you went from that depression to actually grabbing hold of the purpose, mm-hmm. being surrounded by, like Bob said, these, this core group of people. How What changed? What what happened? Because I know this wasn't just, was it wasn't in your face, the cancer, yeah. it was face cancer, right? So it, you were going to have to have a surgery that actually rearranged your face, potentially.
2: Yeah, so the doctor said, uh, he proposed to keep me alive. He said, you need chemo, you need radiation, and you need a third surgery that's going to cut out part of your tongue. Ugh. And I knew God, had, I knew that God had called me to speak. I just knew that I wasn't there yet for his timing. But I knew that was my calling. And so... In short, after I submitted the video, we applied the pressure, just purpose, like this is not over. Everything changed. Suddenly, I went to MD Anderson, one of the most prestigious cancer institutes in the world. Yeah. I went in to meet with a doctor after all this happened. And I went there. They had 11 appointments lined up for me. They could have made a million dollars easy off of me. I went to the very first appointment. It was like walking into an office of a prophet. Wow. And he looked in my throat. And Wendy was in there with me. We'll never forget this moment. He looked in my throat. Here I was thinking I was going to die. He looked in there. He looked at an image. He says, Chad, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. (laughs) We were stunned. My wife and I were like, wait, what? I'm sorry, what? He goes, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. He goes, just to verify, I'm going to order another ultrasound. and, And just to verify. So I do the ultrasound. Sure enough, the doctor calls and says, They found nothing. Wow. And the doctor, and then the doctor went on to say this, which doctors never say this. He goes, Not only is there nothing wrong with you, I don't think you're ever going to have a problem with this ever again. And that was over four years ago.
0: Oh my God. God. I love that a doctor who's not, he's, I'm I'm assuming he's not a believer that we know of, basically makes a prophetic declaration over you. Like that's not normal for doctors. As a matter Mm -hmm. of fact, doctors are usually risk managers and very cautious. And instead of being cautious, like there's nothing wrong with you and there never will be again. I'm like, you will live and not die. <laughs> that's, like, yeah, that's crazy.
2: Yeah. If Sean Bowles was a doctor, uh, that that's what he would do. In <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: well, Chad, obviously you're probably in shock, but you, you go back and just praise God that there's been a miracle because you had cancer and now you don't.
2: Yeah. So here's the thing. It, this is biblical, by the way. When when you feel, you know, our heroes in the Bible, they have these moments where maybe they're anointed. And they get anointed like David was anointed. But David didn't become king right away. And so the Lord didn't release me right away either. In fact, more hell came into our life after cancer than while during cancer. Wow. And so it was like this onslaught mm-hmm. of the enemy that was so terrible that I can't even put in words. And so the Lord didn't release me until uh, last year. So last year, the Lord challenged me. He gave so many amazing prophetic words that people just read my mail. I had my first angel encounter of my life wow. um, that would, the Lord was setting me up. And so then he finally said, Now is the time. And so it was super, super clear. And so I left. I walked away from my career. I left the pharmaceutical industry, I left everything behind. I launched the Nexus Mountain Network. I built this beautiful app so that we can collaborate together to serve as a tool to help us do it. And um, I, I wrote my first book about all of this and how other people can live out their life and live it courageously with the purpose that God's given them. And one of the things that I learned as I transitioned from someone successful in business, I had skills, I had abilities, I had experiences. But when I fully committed to the purpose of God for my life, two things drastically changed. Number one, the favor of God. I never experienced so much favor in my life. I would never be on this show. I, I would never be asked to speak in places that I'm being asked. In fact, I never was. I was never asked to be on shows. I was never asked to speak. I was never asked <laughs> to do certain things. Not, none of it. Until I fully committed to the purpose that he gave me. And once I did that, that, that was a major deal breaker for me. And the other thing that changed was the anointing. And I learned that when you are committed to the purpose that he's given you, you will see an increase in favor. You'll see an increase in anointing. So if there's anyone that's listening and you're actually praying for it, I would suggest, hey, am I truly walking in the purpose that God has for my life? And if you are, you're going to see favor and anointing in abundance. So, and that's what I have seen in the last year. like
0: I, I no don't want of. to find this because I think I love what you're saying. I don't want some of the people who are watching who aren't maybe charismatic and they go, "What is the anointing? What does that look like? I think it, I, tell me if this is right And the sense of what you're saying is like it's God's ability to do God's work. So it's like God's power, empowerment to do God's work mm-hmm. versus human effort that has human potential, human talent, human skill. But when you get God's anointing, you have God's abilities, God's talent, God's skill. You're not limited to yourself, but you're limited to what God can do through you. Would that be a good description?
2: It it is a great description. But I also like I I look at Sean and look at Sean's gifts that God's given him, especially in the prophetic. And I think about the spiritual gifts Mm -hmm. that God gives us. I've seen an increase in that as well, because my heart is so focused on doing what... He is asking me to do that. He knows he has my obedience. He knows he has my yes. And therefore he can I feel like he can trust me more. It's like that whole thing of be faithful in a little. And so because of my faithfulness or because someone else's faithfulness to God to say yes to it, it's like I feel like God can trust me more. I trust myself more because I'm trusting him, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I, you know, Chad, there's you said a few things that hit me. One of them being after cancer you really had the battle and you know one, one one thing i've noticed in my life is and is a breakthrough and then there's a battle and there's a breakthrough and there's a battle and you you've had these breakthroughs but this is where we learn is when we were in the valley of the shadow of death we're looking up thinking what else could go wrong and it does but then god brings us out of it is what you're is what you're talking about and how did you how did you and your wife and your mind and your spirit and your soul decide like we're just gonna trust God through this, through all these things that are happening, because we really do realize that there's favor and destiny in our
2: life? It's a great question. I teach this thing it, that it really, really helps. So if you look in if you look at your own life, if someone's watching and they want to figure this out for themselves, they can actually do a timeline of their own life and they can actually look at milestone markers in their life and they can see peaks up here, the good things that are happening in life, maybe a really good event or valleys where you actually lose a job or you may lose a family member. And if you actually examine your own timeline throughout life and you look at the peaks and valleys, you will find trends in the peaks and the valleys. Mm -hmm. And those trends are predictors of your future. And so this is a biblical concept, like Joseph, for example. I mean, we use that, especially in business and marketplace, we use Joseph as an example to look towards because of the success he had. But even in his peaks and his valleys, he had the same trends. For example, he had favor in the peaks and the valleys. He had dreams in the peaks and the valleys. He had leadership in the peaks and the valleys. And it was all a setup for the future. So if you know that and have a revelation that you have this purpose and God's setting you up for success, then when you get to the moment of despair, you're like, whoa, whoa mm-mm. I've been here before. And you mm-hmm. look back at your life and say, he's pulled me out before he will pull yeah. me out. again." it's not just something you say. It's not just theory. It is absolute truth. And the, the benefit of getting older as you have these experiences, and it's a little easier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, when yeah. you first hit it, you freak out. You're like, ah, I lost my job. I've lost my job. Now I'm like, oh, I've lost my job before. God, God works yeah. it out.
0: No, it's so good. I think of um, one of the battles that you went through, if you're willing to talk about it, was during all the vaccination issues, you were working the pharmaceutical companies. And you actually took a really hard stand. You were one of the Americans who were saying, wait, I work in this industry. I understand somewhat about these. This is what I have to have an expertise in. And I want to um, fight some of the extremes of this. And it actually like cost you a whole lot. There's a whole lawsuit going on that you guys decided to get behind or to, to start. And uh, it was a rare kind of time in your life. And for those of you who are watching who do believe in vaccinations or don't believe in vaccinations, it's not wasn't really about that. It was about the implementation of the vaccinations more than anything, but t- talk about that for just a minute.
2: Yeah, I'd be happy to talk about it. So I, I taught pharmacology uh, at one point in my career, I taught for the second largest pharma company in the world. So I had a deep understanding of how products come to market. I understand the phases that they go through the, what the FDA requires for them to be uh, allowed for promotion. And what I stood against was I, I had personal, I had a medical exemption and I had a religious exemption, but what I was standing against was the mandate initially. Because it was forcing people to do something I knew was wrong. I knew the science wasn't there. I knew it didn't stop the spread. I knew it didn't stop people from getting it. I I knew it. And so it's one of the things I I teach about, about courage is when the battle comes to you and you stay in your lane and God says, okay, I give you permission to fight this battle. And he did. So he gave me grace. So I was one of the only people in the pharmaceutical industry to stand up to pharma. I wow. went head to head with CEOs, I went to head with medical advisors. Um, and I, I knew the only way I could make a difference is is money and money talks. So what happens is if you so I did, I, I filed a federal lawsuit against a pharma company. That's actually based out of California right now. I don't not doing it because I want money. I'm doing it because if I can stop multiple pharmaceutical companies from doing this again because when it comes it'll do it again if it costs them money they may not do it and i saw the harm on people's health i saw the harm on people's careers i saw the harm in society and things that was being said and so i knew the truth and so i was called to say something that doesn't mean everyone is called so i did so i took that stand and so those are just another marker in my life so that God can call me and he can trust me to stand well, up. When
0: you talk start. about taking that stand, I mean you actually had to use your money, your time, your energy that you would be working normally mm-hmm. in your career. You had to use that towards a lawsuit that was very it took a while. And so what was the result? Like talk about that because I, that's a big battle. That a lot of people when they when they think about facing the giants they don't think about it's going to cost them mm-hmm. possibly their career. It's going to cost them possibly yeah. some people who misunderstand the integrity of it, people who are saying why are you fighting this battle? Talk, just give us a little bit more on it, because I think it's good for people to wow. hear whether their giant is something else or it's something like this, that, because the vaccinations were so polarizing at that time. We have new information now where we can see in a lot of companies like airlines, and everybody has lost their battles in court when it comes to how they had mandatory vaccinations. Mm-hmm. They've lost those battles. There's not one battle that hasn't been lost now, for the most part, yeah. And with military, with, with uh, uh, transportation industries, with unions that people fought the same kind of battle you're fighting in the pharmaceutical company were fighting in their uh, maybe union or industry. And we see the results now, but we didn't see it then. So it was a very scary battle because there was a lot of people, maybe there were people who were on a certain political influence, or maybe there were people who were uh, just afraid, people who really believe in all vaccinations must be good because they wanted to avoid the disease. They just want to do what's safe. And you were fighting a very different battle during that time, so talk about that a little bit.
2: Yeah, I I I lost I lost my career over it. So I I will not be allowed to back into pharma. Um it was my 20-year career. Wow. But here's the thing. When Ecclesiastes says the sum of the matter is obedience. And I trust God that if I obey him, this yeah. experience that I had with cancer and now this thing with the Nexus Mountain Network. I've seen the fruit of obedience to to his call. And so, yeah, I did. I lost everything. I took a lot of courage to do it. And I lost people. I lost friends. I lost coworkers. Uh, I I went all in. I'm still in the fight uh, in a federal lawsuit. still is ongoing. And that was over a year ago. And so I've taken a financial hit from it. uh, But because of those peaks and valleys that I described earlier, I've been in this situation before, I'm not afraid. And so if I would not experience that before, I would be freaking out right now. But see, because of the smaller battles that I won previously in my life, now that I have a bigger one like Goliath, people would say, Pharma is Goliath. I'm just, I'm okay. And I know it's going to be okay. But there is a time, and there's two messages that I'm so passionate about right now that God's called me to share is that purpose will save your life and to do it courageously. Right now, more than ever, well, in my lifetime, of course, We need courage and courage is required. And I'm seeing the favor of God coming on people that has said, I'm going to have courage. I'm going to do it. I'm going to stand up. I know God's called me to do it. And then that's what we do with the Nexus Mountain Network is we rally together as a collaboration and we achieve things in society. And that's what we're doing right now in Nexus.
1: Chad, uh, explain to us what the uh, Nexus Mountain le- Network is. Uh, tell our listeners uh, so that we can understand what you're talking about right now.
2: Yeah, so the Nexus Mountain Network, I told you, is, is, is we're a network of people. We're not an app. We happen to have a great app to serve as a tool to help us achieve God's purposes in society. And so our app, you can download it on Apple and Google. Is, uh, it's called the Nexus Mountain Network. Nexus means a series of connections mountain is a reference to the seven mountains and network is referencing a group of people so we're not just going to complain about what we don't like anymore we're actually going to do something about it so for example we just had we just stopped a local high school from the promotion of pedophilia and because of the nexus mountain network we were able to in 48 hours we're able to contact religious mountain people media people Uh, government people. We got the initiative stopped. We went to the downtown Charlotte in the auditorium and gave fiery speeches right to the school board. And they committed to set up a new committee to stop this promotion of pedophilia. Because of Nexus, we were able to rally together and get this done within one week. And so it's, it's amazing because we have three pillars, connect together, learn together, and achieve together. We're already at Achieve. We just started this on August 18th. We have over 20 Nations have downloaded the app. Uh, I have a show called The, uh, the Nexus Podcast. Sean's going to be on it real soon. We're going to do it live. And so this is what we're doing. This is why there's so much favor on it, because God's commands is blessing when there's unity. And that's why it's not called Chad Hawley Ministries. It's called The Nexus Mountain Network.
0: Hmm. No, and I love it because I've, I've, I'm on the app and I've seen it. It's beautifully done. You guys have done a good job as far as the tech of it. And that's usually is where people fail when they start these kinds of things is it starts out pretty rough. And it's actually started out really good. And I, I mean, I can see all kinds of features you can add as we go, which will be really fun as people put a demand on those as they need them. But one of the things I really love about you is that um, when you're when you're thinking about connecting people together, you know that connection is a, an accelerator. You kind of have mm-hmm. said it a lot of different ways here, sort of the favor aspect. Mm-hmm. And when we can connect to each other, it accelerates the the purpose in our own life. And I like the word purpose you've been using over and over and over. But we need those points of connection. And one of the things that we need now is that people are no longer just limited to their own city they live in. Like Bob, when he first started, he was starting in uh, you know, his painting business and he was kind of in the sphere of the region of, you know, San Diego, Long Beach, the areas that he lived in. And now it's really interesting is people start businesses and they actually they crowdsource online around the nation or nations they're involved with. And they learn huge things about where's the best vendors for the best paint or where's the who's gonna help me the most. And we never had access to that before. But when Christians do that together, as far as what, how are you guys dealing with this when you get disgruntled employees, or how do you deal with it when you have a contract to go sideways? What are the contracts you use? Like all of a sudden, you have this accelerator because Christians are so giving to each other; they're so willing to share their experience. In my in my experience, at least, with each other. And so, when you have an app where people can find each other and crowdsource and connect and have that divine synergy that God brings, I'm really excited about it. For those of you who don't know what the seven. Mountaintops star. It was a sphere uh, or a, an idea that Bill Bright and Lauren Cunningham came up with when they were praying. The biggest leader of a youth movement for a charismatic world, the biggest admissions, and the biggest leader of a youth movement for uh, reaching colleges and young adults who was uh, more conservative meet together. And the night before they met together, they had a dream. And in this dream, one of them saw seven areas of influence or of culture, like pillars of culture, and one saw it as seven mountaintops. And when they talked together, they realized they were, they were really empowering their whole movements towards helping to rally people around ministries, but they weren't empowering people with media or entertainment, education, politics, or government and uh, business and the other areas. So I might've missed one there, but, but so they said, we have to now change our model to teach our young people that we're raising up. And the church needs to change its model to reach, to reach all of the world, but through the spheres of influence that God's given us to reach them. And so it changed everything for so many people who listened because we used to highlight when you get anointed or when God speaks to you, that it's going to be for a ministry purpose. I now know what home group to lead. I know you could be a usher or be a worship leader in the church. And that felt like the highest way and the only way God speaks. And now many generations later, 20, 30 years later, after they had this encounter together, they've been sharing this and people like Lance Wall now have, I mean, he's built whole materials on it. Other people have done the same. And it's helped us to have a framework for, there's not, and Bob and I talk about this all the time, there's no sacred versus secular, but there's now, a place where what we do is for god and it's anointed by god and so let's do it with all of our heart whether it's in media or whether it's in government or whether it's in business and so i love that you uh have created an app where people can find each other because they can actually find other people who are like in education yeah. or in uh business or you've even helped people to identify yeah and we can
2: when they download that by the way this is all free so they can download the app for free they can also go into the app and to to further your point they can take a survey it's all online right in the phone right in the app it's an eight minute self-assessment and they can find out hey what is my primary and secondary mountains during this season of my life and what does that mean to me and that's an available resource right in the app
0: so awesome Well, Chad, we've so enjoyed having you on today. Thanks so much for sharing your story. And for those of you who are watching, listening, download the app. It's free. I'm on there. You're going to find me. We'll try and get Bob on there as well. But we're so glad to have you. And next up is Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. Thank you. I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm going to invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online, where you can attend a four-week class or an event every month. Plus, our back catalog is available to you as well on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice. And also, a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with Him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to bullsministries.com and clicking on the Academy button.
1: Welcome back to Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. Sean, that was quite the interview. I mean, purpose saving someone's life? Who would have ever thought?
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought. I mean, that's what saved my life back when I had the weird sickness that I had from a parasite back in the year 2000 yeah I remember just looking at God in my heart and just saying they sent me back for hospice and many people don't know that part of my story and I had three or four weeks left to live at the most and they just you know I just went home because it was easier and I wasn't in pain or anything and uh I was just sick and I remember just going God you've given me too much belief for all that you want to do in my life Ephesians 2 like all the scriptures in Ephesians 2 before time began you know, you prepared me for a destiny. I don't think I've done it yet. I don't think I've done what you've called me to do. So if you want to heal me for your sake, for your glory, I fully believe I'm supposed to be healed. I feel like I'm supposed to live still. And I know that like, for me, that was everything. That's, it changed everything. I was healed within three weeks of that prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, supernaturally, verifiably healed from before and after. And I, I was more sick still. Like the only residue I had was I took chemo. I was sick for, I still had you know symptoms from that, but I didn't have any symptoms from the actual sickness itself. And I'm here, I'm here today, you know, this many years later, 20 whatever years later. And so I know that many people who don't understand that, that like we, God wants to do things through us, but our life is such a gift. It's a container of time. And it doesn't mean that some people do not still die and it's okay because they're in heaven if they accept Jesus, but there's just something about fighting for your own life and just saying for, for the sake of what you've planned, God, why not heal me? Why wouldn't you?
1: Hmm. That's so good. I mean, I can't imagine you were 25 years old and they're recommending a hospice. You probably didn't even know what hospice was.
0: No, they explained it to me and I, I had never heard of it before, actually. Yeah. It was really funny because I, 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 as you know, doing some pastoral ministry, I'd, I kind of heard the term thrown around and I didn't tell anybody in my life. So I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell, I mean, I had to like lay in bed. I could barely move, but I could get up to go to the bathroom. I could get up to, you know, do basics. And I had, I had bought a new dog during the time I was really sick because I was like, I'm going to live and not die. Mm-hmm. And so I had two dogs and I was like, I wasn't married yet. And my parents would live close enough to where they were kind of taking care of me. Some, but they didn't know. I didn't want anyone to know that I had a death sentence just in case. <laughs> I <It> was so <laughs> terrible and so bad. But uh I lived. I lived yeah. and I'm just, you know, I'm so happy.
1: You did. And you got that parasite on a missions trip in some <laughs> weird country serving the Lord.
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh. we do. You know, so many missionaries have had malaria and typhoid fever and parasites and all those things. But I will say, I think I love Chad's story because I think a lot of people are facing giants right now. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of you are watching are facing giants. And he's in the middle of one of them with the pharmaceutical companies he talked about. And I just think, you know, God's put us on the earth and we are we're fighters. We're contenders. We're Mm -hmm. fighting for his kingdom to come. The violent take it by force. And that's hard for some people because so much of religion is passive. And so many Christians have been passive up until now, we're starting to see kind of a a tipping point where people are saying, wait a minute, I want conservative values, or wait a minute, I want to see something happen that's God's desire over racism. Wait a minute, I want to see what what God will do. And it's really interesting to watch Christians who have been passive for a long time, because passive is just a thief, actually rise up like a Chad Howley and do something against an industry, like he was saying, I'm suing them so that every time they do this in the future, they think this costs me money if people sue me. No one else Mm -hmm. sued in the entire pharmaceutical industry against the mandate. So he sued against the mandates and I I should have their own right to decide if I have a vaccination or not. And so now they're gonna, if I win this, which it looks like he's winning, then that means that every time they do this, it's gonna either cost them a lot because there's a lawsuit or they're gonna have to pay out a big lawsuit. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's important that we stand in these areas of society out of a place of faith for righteousness.
1: I agree. And, and the thing that, that hit me uh, most of all is that, you know, he mentioned that he had a, a group of people around him, advisors. Yeah,
0: I love that you pointed that out.
1: And, it, and it's just so important, like whether you're, whether you're battling cancer or you're fighting a lawsuit or what, whatever's happening in your business or your life, that you have people that you can turn to flesh and blood that can represent God's heart to you.
0: Well, you know what? Maybe you'll meet them on the Nexus app if you don't have them. <laughs> well, I want to encourage you guys. Thanks so much for watching today. Come join us on our social medias. Both Bob and I have an active social media, especially on Instagram. Make comments there. Talk to us there. Also, our YouTube channel is thriving right now, the Sean official channel where we, I have my Sean show and media. Also, Bob and I are on there every Wednesday for Exploring the Marketplace clips from this show. But subscribe to this podcast and make sure that you leave us a review because that helps other people find it. Whether you're on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you're at, Exploring the Marketplace is a a weekly uh, conversation we have every week and we have for years and we're going to continue this on. We have new plans for the future where I'm really excited about, but we can't wait to join you next time on Exploring the Marketplace.
1: See you next time.
0: Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace. With us, we have amazing resources for you on our website with free videos, Take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear.
1: We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan, or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. Become a partner or donate now to become part of our
0: team. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.